0: thank you father amen praise god we're going to talk today about upgrading your mind the lord was speaking to me because i had so much i told you earlier i had so much trouble with my computer you know i changed over to dsl and it seemed like ever since i did something is whacked you know Either my phone is screwed up or I don't know. It's just everything. But, you know, the Lord was telling me when you when you try to change over and do the right thing, Satan will try to fight you. But your thing is to keep fighting back. Amen. So when I changed over to the high speed, of course, my computer wouldn't work. And uh, they said it didn't have enough memory. And then it didn't have enough hard drive and all of this crazy stuff. Then it just went out completely. So anyway, the Lord just uh, blessed me with another one, and I just had to do it. It, it, I had to take that back and have something done to that. But, you know, the Lord was speaking to me. He says, you know, just like that computer needed upgrades to be able to function in this fast-moving days ahead of us, we need to upgrade in our thinking, upgrade in our minds too. We need to download everything from heaven. You see, the, the internet and and the television has released, it's Satan's way of releasing on us wrong things. And, you know, just through, you know, you can't even look at the soap operas anymore. It's just bad. Those love scenes, it's just, it's just bad. And so that's Satan's way of downloading into us, our minds, wrong things. And so what we need to do is download from heaven. Man, is that making sense? Hallelujah. Well, how do, how do you download from heaven? By meditating on God's word, reading his word, meditating. But it starts in your mind. So the Bible says that you have the mind of Christ. Everybody here, if you're born again, you have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that that is your rightful inheritance as a citizen of heaven. If you're heaven bound, you're a citizen. That's where you're going. And that is your right as a, a, a kingdom person, heaven bound, that is your right to have Christ, the mind of Christ. To think like he think, Want the things that he wants. Have the things that he had. All power. But, you know, the world comes in with so much negativity that it gets our system screwed up, just like my computer. I had to go and have it, have a lot of things cleaned out of it. And, see, and we don't like to push that button and throw things in the bin, in the garbage bin. We like to save it, put it in a folder for future use. Amen. <laughs> I don't know when I might need that and so we, we like to save things that are not good for us instead of just disposing of it man and so we need to know how to download and upgrade the things in our minds they're constantly those pop ups that remind us you know here's some new information and it's free and we say uh do it later. Or we'll click okay. And then you know how it is that those pop-ups are keep coming, keep coming, keep coming and you keep clicking later, later until it just do not come anymore. See, God does get tired of talking to us at some point. Hard heads. I'm not going to tell you what my mother said about a hard head. Oh, man. <laughs> Jackie remembers. We never choose to receive Information from God. We choose to listen to people. Or what's what's this person saying? What's that person saying? We adapt really easily to easily to the gossip. It tingles our little itching ears. But a word from God, we click. Eh, tell me later. <laughs> we don't download the new information. And we need to learn to upgrade right now. Amen. Do it now. Hallelujah. Not tell me later. That's just like uh, Bianca's message on on Bridget's cell phone. She said, my mommy can't come to the phone right now. Call me later. So said, nobody's calling her. She said, call me later. <laughs> well, that's what we tell God. Call me later. I don't want to hear it right now. Call me later because this is good. What I, what I'm, what I have going on in my mind has got me so occupied. It's entertaining me so much. Just tell me later. And see, God, at some point, He'll quit, quit trying to contact you. Amen. And that's not good. We like to keep the same thoughts, keep the same attitudes. See, your thoughts determine your attitude. So we like to keep the same attitude, same thoughts whirling around in our head, same habits, because we like fantasy. And that's carnality. But God wants us to think on the higher things and get out of our rut. See, we don't know that if we think about different things, better things, higher things, then you come out of your rut. Things start to change in the natural by what we possess on the inside of us. Amen. So let's turn to the book of Philippians, chapter 4. Philippians 4. And it's nothing new. But God says to meditate on good things. Well, I get tired of thinking about God's stuff all the time. Well, that's your future. If you're heaven bound, that's your future. Amen. So you need to really get excited about thinking things that God think about. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, finally, my brethren. And notice it says finally. Because God is not going to keep telling us over and over what to think about. He says meditate on these things. Finally, my brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there's any virtue or any truth, and if there is any praise, if there are any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. God is saying, look, stop dwelling on the negative And dwell on the positive things. Things that are pure, not tainted. Things that are lovely. Things of good report instead of dwelling on the negative things. If you go to the doctor and it's always an evil report waiting on you. Well, you know, we don't know what it is. It could be a tumor. It could be. That's a negative report. That's not a good report. It's a bad report. Quit dwelling on it and think on things that are good, lovely, and pure like the Bible says that Uh, Jesus healed you already. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. He's healed me, so I'm not going to dwell on the negative report. Because there is always, but you know, we as human beings, we put man's word over God's word. And that's called no faith. And it's just not right. And so we need to continue to dwell on the things of God. Amen. Think on things. That are a good, lovely, pure, and of good report. Things that are thankworthy. Things that are praiseworthy. If there is any virtue or any truth to it, think on those things. And yes, you're going to have to make yourself think on these things. You're not going to think on these things on your own. You must dwell on the things of God. You have to make yourself self stop thinking about things that are negative. Amen. Hallelujah. Of a good report. Amen. God gets the glory. Amen. Sometimes things can be going so bad and all you can say is, hey, God will work these things together for my good. You have to really preach to yourself. You just can't lay down and take whatever Satan's dishing out to you. Because God must always have the last say so. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Amen. Amen. God always have the last word. 2 Timothy the first chapter let's see let me find it too and it talks about um, let's see what is it talking about No, having a sound mind you can't have a sound mind if you don't think about good things let's see it says in verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And that right there will tell you that if your mind is not sound, if you're being bugged by things, it's coming from a spirit of fear. Fear causes, see this is what fear does. Fear inflates the problem. Because, you know, we're not saying that there's not problems. God works all of them out. But when there's problems, fear inflates it. Fear makes your problems seem Ten times worse. And there's an edge on it too. You know, it's like you don't know what you need to do. Jumping out of a window sounds really good at that time. (laughs) You know, as an answer, you know, I'm just being real with you. And so, you know, uh, we need to have a sound mind. A sound mind is a mind full of wisdom, a mind full of hope. You have to get rid of the despair and just stay grounded, amen? Stay settled. And sometimes you have to really make yourself. You know, I've been in situations where I just say, you know what, I'm not going to freak out. I don't like what's going on around me, but I'm going to stay calm. You have to talk to yourself. I've been doing it for a long time. Do whatever it takes to get yourself, to keep yourself in faith. So a sound mind is a mind that never gives up, a, a, a mind of power, a mind full of love, a mind that is, has wisdom and kicks out the fear because fear distorts things. And it makes you think that there's no other alternative but to cave in. And that's just, see, Satan will put so much pressure on you. That he's only doing it to make you cave in. And then when you cave in, the situation changes real quick. Because it was going to change anyway. But the Bible says, having done all, stand. I mean, talk to yourself, preach to yourself, write notes to yourself. Call somebody, get some prayer. Whatever you have to do to stand, you do that. Amen. Because situations do change. They're, they're one way one day and one way another. So God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power. And that power that God gives you is overcoming power. That's the power to overcome. He didn't just give you any kind of power. He gave you power to overcome whatever um, wrong type of a mindset that you have. Anything that's coming against you, you have the power to overcome it. But you have to get in the flow of God and get out of the natural where fear and every other evil thing is trying to, you know, come against you. You must click over into the spirit where God is to hang in there. We need to think like Christ. So if you have the mind of Christ, your mind won't cave in under pressure. You understand that. So we need his mind. We need to upgrade our thinking. To his level. To succeed in life. Amen. We cannot live on yesterday's understanding. Because the Bible says this is an ever increasing kingdom. So the kingdom is from glory to glory. And it keeps moving. You see how quick it's already June. Half the year is gone. And I just got used to writing 206 on my checks. And half the year is gone. Because things are escalating. And see we can't. We can't survive with just a a Sunday, Wednesday understanding of God in these changing times where everything is changing so fast. And see, Satan is is updating his people every day. And they're downloading all of his dirt so that they can survive in this life. But I'm going to tell you something about Satan's wisdom. It is not eternal. It's temporary. But God's wisdom, the wisdom that we get from God from meditating on his word is eternal. That's the difference. It's going to come a time when all your unsafe friends are going to call your house and say, you know what, everything that I used to do ain't working for me. And when they're going to call you. And they're going to say, how do you make it? How do you have peace? How is it that you're making it? And I knew you when you were going to the bars. And how are you making it? And I'm not making it. Because these the things of this world are temporary. Their methods of operation is temporary and it will cease. But the methods of God is eternal. His ideas and his ways are from everlasting to everlasting. And the people that you knew and you know that you think is having so much fun and you're not having any, they're going to be the ones that cave in. Satan's going to strip them of everything. See, that's how he does See, get God, when he gives something to you, the Bible says, like he did, uh, what's his name? He uh, He added no sorrow to what, he, not Abraham, but it was the Joseph. Thank you. He added no sorrow to what he gave him. And so that's what we want. But see, when you get things the natural method, then it's temporary. And there's sorrow added to it because Satan's going to take it back from you. But when you get things through God. Then it's 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 everlasting and Satan can't come and take it back because see you're not on his loan, Uh you know he loans you things, he gives it to you and he takes it away. You see these movie stars, they be up, they have millions, and then somebody come along and sue them, or something'll happen and they, you know um, I don't know, it's just some oh they get on drugs like Robert Downey Jr. and I've loved his, I mean I just think he's a good actor. No, since he was a a teenager. And he he used up all his money. He was just on his last pennies. You know, how can you do that many drugs, but you don't ever know how far down Satan's going to take you. And so, you know, if it wasn't for the mercy of God and someone praying for him, he wouldn't have been able to go back into movies. They just had to take him high, you know. (laughs) They couldn't catch him when he was sober. He was just high all the time fighting and beating people up and so because of the mercy of god they just somebody just said you know what we see something in him it was god and we're going to use him anyway and they would just give him breaks where he just would go and you know sleep it off and they prop him up long enough to do movies and you know he was on i don't know what you call it on loan where you got to go back to jail that night so he would make movies and go back to jail with the tether around his leg but that was the mercy of God. And now he's clean. He has a, uh, his own music. He's, he's singing for God. Amen. He has a band. I don't want to call it a rock band because he sings for the Lord. He composes music. He has his own uh, record. What's that when you, pr- produce, when you produce your own music and produce CDs for other Christian singers? And I think he, he's still making movies, but he exhausted all his money because what Satan gave him, he took it back from him. But see, this way, this time, he'll, he will have something for his children and his children's children. Nobody can take it away from him. And it's just something. Now, who would have thought that he would ever start to serve God? And sing for the Lord and sing about the goodness of God. Amen. Cause he's, he's had time because he's been in jail so many times. And I think one of his father and mother, somebody asked the law, please don't let him out again for his own good. Keep him in jail. And it's, it's sad when your parent have to ask the law to just keep you in handcuffs. But that was the mercy of God. And it did, he didn't care because he said he, you know, they would bring him drugs in, in the jail because Satan meant to kill him. But he's being a blessing to God, and that's so wonderful. I don't know how I got on him, but praise God, somebody's been praying for him. So we can't live on off of yesterday's understanding. You have to constantly check in with God. You can't just stay away from God and just, you know, two days a week you know, come in and, and you feel like you've paid your dues to, to society. But you have to take God home with you every night. Amen. And God will follow you to the jail cell if he has to. But he's not going to let you get away from him. Amen. You have to be able to hear God's instructions. And if you've reached, um, if you know, if you're living off yesterday's understanding and you've reached your capacity to hear his voice, then you got to do something. So that you can get the wisdom of God and survive in this tough uh, life or these end times, and so you have to continually download wisdom and, and understanding from God. You can't close the door on God. In other words, you gotta serve Him. You can't afford for to serve Satan. Amen. Amen. God God gives us revelation right now, and He wants us to meditate on His revelation. Joshua 1, eight. most of you don't even have to turn there. You know it by heart. But uh, Joshua 1, eight, where it talks about uh, meditating on God's word. Hallelujah. Let me find it. Joshua chapter 1. Verse 8. It says, And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. Not on it. In it. Get in it. Well, is it in me or on me? It ought to be in you. Amen. Meditate in the word day and night that you may observe. So that you may observe. To do according to all that is written in it. For then, it says, For then, You will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Now, this is the way you get your instructions from God. That's why sometimes we don't know what to do is because you don't have instructions from God. You ever been in a situation where you say, now, should I do this or that? You get confused. You say, I don't know what to do. Because you missed the instruction from God because you have not meditated on his word long enough. Or the word is not in you, is on you, but not in you. It's got to be inside of you. Amen? And that's when you develop a relationship with the Lord. But most of us, especially younger people, they don't meditate on God's word long enough because they want to have fun. But this is fun if you allow God to change your heart and change your mind. Then this can be so much fun because isn't it great when you have all the answers? When you know where you're going and know what you're doing? And people can't hold you back. See, when you meditate on the word, this changes your thinking. When you change your thinking, you change your attitude. When you change your attitude, you change your future. Your future is based on your attitude. If you have a bad attitude, then your future is not going to be very promising. So you have to change how you feel. So your attitude is your view upon a particular thing. Your attitude is your charisma, it's your, uh, the way you move, it can be in your body language, what you think about life, how you feel about certain things, it's in your attitude. And your attitude comes from how you think, what you meditate on. You meditate on problems, your attitude is just real shaky because you don't have anything inside of you except problems, Amen. But if you get to know God and understand that God is the answer and all things work together for his good, then you will, you know, walk in a new attitude and in a new respect for the Lord. Amen. Learn to download everything God says in his word and put them into practice. God is constantly reminding us to obey his word and to conform. And this is what God really wants us to do, conform to his way of thinking. You know, God says that you can have his mind. You can think like he thinks. It doesn't mean that you're going to float away on a cloud. It just means that everything will go well with you. Amen. We we must renew our minds. And that's what the Bible says. Renew our minds in the word of God. Start to think like God. It causes victory to come your way. Amen. Now let's turn to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 55. Isaiah 55. You know, if the the church would return to the Lord, and I'm telling you, we're going to have to. You're going to see a great, you know how we've been looking at the great falling away, even preachers divorcing their wives, doing real weird stuff. In the church, you know, the people just falling away, not wanting to serve anymore. But I'm telling you, if we would go back to the way things used to to be, and we're going to do it, then we see more victory in our lives. Isaiah 55, verse 8 says, let's see. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts your thoughts. So God is saying to you, he's not saying that you can't think like him. He's just saying that you don't. Because the things that we think are important, he doesn't think that they're that important. See, God is the way. He is the truth. He is light. And he has all the answers. So his thoughts are higher than ours, but the church needs to return to the way the Lord thinks. In other words, we need to upgrade to his thinking. His thoughts are higher; they're not like ours. When we read, when we come uh, into certain problems in life, don't look at that problem as what you see. God doesn't see our problems like we see them. He sees our problems as solved already. You know he sees answers he doesn't see problems. he sees answers. so all we're saying here today, and I think all God wants us to know is that we can survive these things that come against us. You know an enemy has done this, but God has the answer, so if we think like him and have his faith and have have his mind, his mindset, and think on things that are higher. Know and understand that God has the answer, and he is coming with his answer soon, no matter how long it takes. See, we get in the flesh and we start looking at time, but God says time is no no big deal. He is not about time. He's about changing us from one way to another, from glory to glory. And so God wants us to conform, amen. Not be tran be not conform to the world, but be transformed into the way he thinks and the way he does things. And this is real important. Now, most of you may think that this is just an elementary teaching, but see, your fruit is going. <laughs> your fruit, <laughs> our fruit, teaches us where we are, and so we need to hear it. And and you know, my fruit tells where I am. It tells me what I need to do. And we all need to meditate more on God's word and think like he thinks. You know, this is not a problem because God has no problems. And so when we run into tribulations and trials and when the enemy comes in and and does things to try, you know, his thing is to try to separate you from God. But the Bible says nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, neither height, nor depth, nor principalities, nor powers, nor Uh, Whatever it says. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No matter how tough things get, God has not forgotten about you. He is with you to the ends of the earth. And this, this is truth or God is a liar. And the Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. So we need to change our thinking so our thinking will be on a level with his. So we'll look at problems as small things and know that we have victory. Amen. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. And so we have to stay positive in our thinking. So as a man, think if so he is. You're only as good as how you think. If you think bad about yourself or if you think problems won't go away, they won't. And then you'll think the word is not true. Add that stuff, I tried it. It doesn't work with your attitude. Is how you think and what you think about God's abilities. See, that's what uh, in the Bible, you know, you gotta like Abraham, you gotta and Sarah, you gotta judge God faithful. And see, we don't judge Him faithful. We're very critical about God because how our lives are going, not knowing that we bring most of the stuff on us. Or when the enemy, you know, he's constantly gonna come after us. An enemy has done this, but God's made a way of escape. His Bible says that he's made a way of escape. He has an answer for everything that Satan tries to, to bring your way. But you cannot overcome any more than you understand. And so God wants us to understand his ways and, and how he handles things. Amen. He wants us to be conformed to, into the wisdom of the wise and not conformed to the world. Amen. Hallelujah. We we just need to get our thinking on a higher level, and that's where God's taken us, to a higher level. Higher level of doing things, higher level of thinking, higher level of understanding, higher level of revelation. God is doing everything on a higher level for children, young people. It doesn't matter, matter, because you're off of the milk, you're on the meat now, amen? And so we just have to understand certain things. Now, verse 10 did I get to ten yet? Okay, let's see. Let's go to. Oh, wait a minute. My page flipped over. Okay, so verse ten. Yeah, I'm at 10. it says, "For as the rain comes down and the snow from, and the snow from heaven and does not return there, the wa- but waters the earth and makes it bring forth the bud that it take, that it takes." I'm sorry, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And then it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things that I have said. And see, if we don't meditate on the word, we don't know what God has promised. Amen. Amen. If we don't meditate on the Word, we don't have any idea of the promises of God. We don't have any idea of His abilities. We don't have any idea of His plans. What's in store for us if we don't meditate on the Word? You know, you can read the Word but not meditate on it. And that's when it's on you, not in you. But you have to allow the Word to go inside of you. And that's when you are changed. That's when your mind is renewed changed by the renewing of your mind that's when your mind becomes renewed when you meditate on the word and i'm telling you in this hour this is the thing you're hearing it every day that's what you're going to hear because this is where we are for right now meditate on the word god wants us to get our minds renewed in the things of god in the things of him you know we need to get unused to how things used to work And get used to getting, you know, having God do a new thing. The Bible's been saying, and we've been reading it for so long, for years, God is doing a new thing with this is that. But he cannot do a new thing with the old thoughts. He can't do a new thing in your life if you won't change how you think about him and what you think about him. Just as the water... God waters the earth. The snow and the rain comes down and it brings forth the buds. See, the flowers get the, 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 the flowers get, let's see, how can I put this? People look at the flowers and say, oh, isn't that beautiful? The flowers get all the attention and the flowers get all the credit. But God doesn't get credit for watering that flower. See, without the watering of God, Without the thoughts and the, and the plan of God to have that thing come forth. When he spoke his word and said, let there be and there was, that's how the flowers, the trees, the shrubs, that's how that came into existence. But the flowers get all the praise. But if it wasn't for the water that comes down and, and from heaven and the snow and it doesn't return, it comes down from heaven. The Bible says from the Father of Lights." And it replenished the earth so that we'll have nice things to look at. So that we can eat because if, if there was not water that come down from heaven, there would be no lettuce, no tomatoes, no cucumbers, no potatoes, no nothing to eat. Amen. No grain. Nothing. And so just like we understand that process, the Bible says, So shall God's word come out of his mouth and it shall not return void because the same word if you think about this the same word that came out of his mouth when he said let there be land let there be water let there be seas let there be earth and then he um he had uh he created animals to be on the earth so that we would have meat and just like that creative word came out of his mouth he said, let there be rain, let there be snow. And that was for a purpose. So it can replenish the earth so that we could eat. And he's doing this every day. And just like he does these things, you got to understand that he'll do a miracle in your life too. So never limit God. Amen. Hallelujah. Just like he waters the, the earth and brings forth the bud and the flower. So shall his word, it says in verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. When when God sends the word towards you and he says, let there be, let there be healing, let there be a husband, let there be children. Let there be prosperity. When he sends that word out of his mouth, it is received. He says, it will accomplish that which I please. Amen. Let there be reconciliation. Let there be health and and long life. When he sends that word out of his mouth, just like the flower comes into bud. Just like. Amen. Are we getting this? So if God is faithful to do these things, why can't he be faithful in your life? He says he sends the same word out, the same word that he created the heavens and the earth, the same word that he caused climates, that he he caused um, seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall. These things are for a purpose, amen. And that same word he sent out of his mouth for you and me to be prosperous prosperous to be um strong to be mighty you know he is with you that same word the bible says he sent his word to heal us that same creative allowance of the word or the creative let let there be the creative let of his word that comes out of his mouth is the same word that's going to heal you amen heal your heart heal your feelings Heal your body. It's a powerful word, and the good thing about God is He's put that same power inside of you and me. But what do we do with it? We don't even believe it, and if we believe it, we don't think that we have the authority to use it. Why? Because of the way we think. And so, as a man thinketh, so he is. If you think you have to put up with these type of things, you will have to put up with it. You ever seen these battered women? And they said he beat me and he did this I had to run for my life. But if he, she never started to, see that had to start somewhere. If she never started to allow that. because But it's sad that we don't know who we are in Christ Jesus. And it's because of the way we think. And because of our wrong thinking, we think that we can't stop a certain thing or we have to allow a certain thing. And once you give Satan a foothold, he takes a mile. And then it's so hard to uproot that thing. And so we have to learn how to depend on the supernatural powers of God. Amen. So all God wants us to do is learn how to think higher. Think higher. Live higher. Follow God. Allow him to move you from one place to another. You know, sometimes in some areas or some climates it's just hard for you to understand and receive. See, God doesn't keep speaking to you from from one vantage point or advantage point to another. He'll change your positions. He does it to us all the time. He changes your position because it will be easier for you to receive what it is that he has for you to do. Or whatever it is that God wants you to do, he's going to do it. Amen. So he will get you where you need to be. God's thoughts. Uh, let's see what I read right here. God's thoughts about us brought us through every trial and tribulation. His thoughts about us, because the Bible says, according to Jeremiah 29, His thoughts towards us are good and not evil. Amen. To bring us an expected end. Let's turn there, Jeremiah 29:11. That's become one of my favorite passages. Because it's good to know that God's thoughts towards you are good even when you're in sin, when you're disobedient, even when you mess up. Look, God don't care who messed it up. He's just concerned about the answer. Amen. And don't feel bad when you screw things up. Feel bad enough to repent. Amen. And when you repent, make sure you mean it. And God will know if you meant it because you won't turn around and do it again right in the same week. (laughs) You'll at least wait to the next year, you know. Amen. That ain't repentance. That's trying to get away with murder. It's like putting a shotgun rushing playing Russian roulette. And eventually one of those bullets will hit you. Amen. That's playing Russian roulette. See, some people they get so warp minded in their thinking with God that they think repentance is gonna be their their anchor to life. But if that's true then why do we go in here and read why is this saying don't do this do that don't do I mean it's crazy And so you can't continue to do that but what you what you have to do is you have to use repentance that's why some people don't like to repent cuz they know they're going to do it again mm-hmm. But see that's dangerous because if you go to sleep with sin on you you might not wake up cuz that sin might just be the icing on the cake to put you to sleep forever So you can't afford to do that. playing Russian roulette again. See, Satan is sneaky. He is sneaky. But you know one thing about God, he knows your heart and he knows when you are sincere. And when you are sincere, that means that you, you know, repentance means that you change. It's like your face has been here. You change and you stop. Or you do your darndest to stop. Amen. And when you are really, really trying, let me tell you the best way to get out of sin, change your friends. Because you know they are the ones that try to pull you in. Just change your friends, change your surroundings. That's why a lot of times God will geographically move you. Some people need to be moved out of town (laughs) to another state. If that state is causing you to sin, the Bible says if your what left hand or if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. That's what that means. Somebody told me one time, he said, you think I should move? I said, yeah, as far as you can. Just run. Jesus did it all the time, remember? God would say, hey, you know, you overpowered. Well, it wasn't that he was overpowered. He was outnumbered. Because if so many people get to think the wrong way about you, it's time to go. And so sometimes God will move you from one place to another just because you can get your work done easier in another environment. Amen. So, yeah, it's good to go. Know when to go. Oh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Amen. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. Isn't that great? God's thoughts towards you are peaceful thoughts. They are not evil thoughts towards you. Hallelujah. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Praise God. It's like Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, and he cried out to God. And he reminded God of all the good things that he did. And you want to be able to do that. It's bad when you only got like a couple things. Well, I um, swept the floor. <laughs> uh, well, let me think. Now, I did something good. Let me think. Um Oh, yeah, I went mail some letters. You know? That's why, you know, in this ministry, I love it. We work. Everybody has a job. Because you don't know. And see, don't gripe about what you do. Because you don't know if that, you know, many, many times God has told me. I said, well, God, why are you doing this for me? I didn't ask for He said, because of what you do for me. And I did all the sweeping, cleaning, still do it. Whatever I have to do. Don't despise small beginnings. Work for the Lord. Because you don't know that's going to be your anchor. Amen. I mean, it's been tried and true. Never complain about what you do for the Lord. Because what you do is you just snatch right back and make in vain what you do. And you ain't doing that much anyway. None of us are. Amen. We're doing just a drop in the bucket of what really needs to be done. Hallelujah. For I know my thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not fear. Thoughts of peace. And see, our thoughts need to be just like his. You see why God wants us to conform to his ways? Because he has thoughts of peace toward us, not evil, to bring us a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Let's see. Then, let's see. Then you will call upon me and go and pray. See, in other words, God is saying, look, don't come to me like I'm your enemy. Come to me like you know I'm in your corner and then plead your case to me. Hallelujah. And 14 says, let's see. 13 says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, all God wants is some some truth. He wants a relationship, and he wants us to be real. It's like, look God, you know how my my attitude is bad. I don't listen all that good But if you will help me, I I desire to change. I want to be all that I can be, but please help me. See, we just have to come towards him in truth. But if you go to God innocent all the time, it's their fault, them and they did this and they, you don't get anywhere. You have to take responsibility for what you do and don't do. You have to be responsible God says, my thoughts, and this is the plan of God for us. His thoughts are higher than ours. His thoughts towards us are full of peace. And some people might not believe that, especially at condemnation, when you know you've messed up. You know, it's like this man is beast type of ways. He's either going to be covering up, I didn't do it, or full of condemnation. I'm ashamed and I can't get this off of me. But you have to come to God with an open mind. Amen. Knowing that he loves you. And I thank God for Jeremiah twenty nine eleven Because it lets me know that God's thoughts towards me are good. No matter how bad I messed up. No matter how hard-headed I've been. His thoughts towards me are full of peace. His thoughts are not angry towards me. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? His thoughts towards me are good. I'm not the, a low life. I'm going somewhere. Hallelujah. Because he'll, he'll reach down and grab me and lift me up. The Bible says Jesus is the lifter of your head. Hallelujah. But we have to talk his language. And you can't talk his language if, if you don't go to a high level. Upgrade your thinking. Because God is not going to get in the gutter with you and speak this language they speak. You know that that computer language they have. I I saw a show where they give you all the definitions, like somebody standing by or my parents are near and stuff like. God ain't going there with you. He ain't gonna talk in code. You know, don't talk to me now. My my father's in the room. That kind of stuff. D T M N. Don't talk to me now. You know that God's not going there. He wants you to come up to His level. Amen. And it's by renewing your mind, you know, cleaning up what you think about, because as so of, as a man thinketh, so he is. How you think will come out in the natural, and you'll it it, it will either break you or make you. You'll either be a failure or a success based on what you think, what you allow to stay in your brain day after day after day. If you don't ever push that button and say, I'm going to dispose of all of this stuff, put it in the garbage can, clean it up, get it out, then you will never amount to much because you are what you think. Amen. A man will become what he thinks about. If you think about sex all day long, you're going to do it. The Bible says you've done it in your mind already. you guilty of, uh, what do they call it? Adul- oh, yeah, adultery or, what's that? Fornication. If you think about it all the time, you just fornicate all day long. <laughs> Little dirty little fornicators over here. I'm feeling it real strong. It's about to blow me down. Woo, <laughs> it's strong now. It's coming to me. It's enough to blow a man down. Woo. <laughs> I'm scared. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, don't hold back. Just blow me down. (laughs) Oh, man. We must forsake our thoughts. Now forsake those thoughts. Forsake them. Forsake them. Forsake those thoughts. Amen. Change your mindset. Stop thinking about fornicating. Quit thinking about sex. Think about doing some baskets for the women's shelter. Or the men's shelter. You see why we give everybody as a job? That pulls you out of sin. I look back, if I hadn't have been busy, 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 if my agenda hadn't been, there's no telling, I'd have a, probably a 15 year old kid by now. Oh, y'all think I can't? Mm. I could have. Well, I can't now, but I could have. <laughs> you know, everything's shut down now, you know. But you know what I'm saying. We all, if we allow ourselves, we fall into terrible sin. And so you have to keep yourself busy being about God's business or you will fall into sin. Amen. And see, I would have been up here trying to say it was God. It ain't God. That's Satan. You know how people do stuff like, well, this God told me. You know, to get you know, that's my husband. God told me it was him, so we had a kid. Where's he at? He's gone too. I beat him up. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> he couldn't hang. No. See, things don't work out when we try to plan our lives. They always backfire. But if you keep yourself busy with God, well, why you why you stay there all the time? Why you go there? You know. Well, that's where God put me. And what are you doing? Doing what God told me to do. Keeps me out of trouble. Amen. So keep your hands working with what God has put before them. Amen. God's thoughts are better than ours. We think we can't. He says you can. He says nothing can stop you. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We can't make it off prayer only, oh religious people. See, some people think, well, I'm going to pray and it'll go away. Don't bet on it. See, because we, the Bible says, be not just hearers only, but be doers of the word. And people who like to pray and then go on their way and live the way they want to live, well, I prayed about it. That's called religion. You got to do, not only pray, do. And anyway, this is what I like. The Lord says, what you pray for. I answer in my word. So the word of God is the answer to your prayers anyway so you still stuck with the word. You still stuck with trying to re, uh get an edge a uh, a relationship with God. God is still in your face saying try me. You prayed up on this. Your prayers, see the word of God is always the answer to your prayer. Well God save my sons, save my daughter. Well, God sends his word after them. So when you pray for people who just want to pray only and think it's taken care of and not conform and change and live the word, your the result of your prayers is the word of God. The word of God, you're stuck with that whether you want to be or not. Let's turn to John, the book of John. We need to do the word because the word is the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. You found them people that says, Well, I prayed about it and I got peace. Let's see, John the eighth chapter. <clears throat> Let's see. Verse thirty one. That's what we all need, truth. See, if you start to think like God thinks, if he says you have the mind of Christ, start living out of that mind, you'll always have truth. And you will never be stuck with fantasy and wishing and hoping. And you shall know the truth. Well, verse 31, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, those who believed him, if you abide in My word, and you are my disciples indeed. If you abide in my word, then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you have to abide in the word, how do you abide in God's word? Meditating on it, thinking about his word and what he said, what he promised you in his word, and not thinking about everything bad that's going on with you. Cause see, if we keep our, 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 uh, if we stay tuned into that station, it's always gonna be something bad coming along. And so you gotta change how you think and what you think about. And start thinking about the goodness of God. Truth comes in increments for all you to think you don't need this. You abide in God, God, in His Word, His Word will abide in you. If you don't abide or if you don't think on his words or meditate in his word, it ain't in you. It's on you. But the Bible says if you abide in me and I abide in you, then you are my disciples. The word's got to be inside of you. Because truth doesn't come to you all at once. All knowing. It comes in increments. Bit by bit, the Bible says here a little, there a little. Now God said it, I didn't. You don't get all the revelation at one time. You get revelation. The deeper you get in God, the more revelation and understanding you get. Amen? So if you abide in him and he he in you, then you will get more revelation. You'll get understanding. You'll you'll continue in his things. If you continue in it, not one day, one, one week. Or two weeks out of the month. But if you stay with God, then you will update your mind one step at a time. And in God's timing. See, things don't happen when we think it's time. In God's timing. See, that's called pride. When you think you got it made on how you're going to do something. If you get instructions to do something a certain way, you better be doing it a certain way. And not how you think you ought to do things. It's called you never going to make it. You'll never get to point B. Let's go back to the book of Jeremiah right quick. 15 instead of 29, although I love 29. Jeremiah 15, and we'll be done. I'm not finished, but I'll just stop. For all of you that want to get out of here. Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found. Now listen to this. Your words were found, and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord of hosts. I'll read it again. Your words were found and I ate them. You are to eat the word. Amen. That's called a balanced diet. Eating the thing, that's how you get it in you. When you meditate on the word, you eat it. And when you eat it, it's on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. And you receive it with joy. Now, no other exercise can take the place of meditating on the word. Nothing else. No, you can't do any substitutes in this area. The word was before me and I ate it. Eating the word means to meditate on it. Think about it. Keep it close to you. And you can't do any other thing in its place. Nothing else will take the place of meditating on the Word. Because whatever controls your mind will control your life. If you keep thinking wrong thoughts, it's going to take you over. If you stay angry at people and don't forgive them, it's going to take you over. You will come up with some kind of cancer. That's just the way it is. If you continue to... Let negativity stay in your mind. And you keep thinking nothing good is going to happen. You're not manipulating God. Nothing's going to good happen. You are what you think. But if you think about, okay, God, you know I've had some, some hard blows in my life, but I'm putting them past. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. I'm not going there. I'm going to continue to go forward in you. Then you will. A new day will come. You will see God's blessings. You'll eat the good of the land. Amen. Amen. You cannot control what happens to you, but you can control what you think. Poor, uh, um, poor self-image. If you don't think much of yourself, that's going. That's how your life is going to be. If you see yourself as to this or to that. Then you'll get this and that. It'll come back to you. You've got to be positive. And see, if you find yourself like that, you got to take care of that with God. He has the answer. He has the answer for a poor self-image. And, it's, and he'll say, look in the mirror and what do you see? You'll see Christ looking back at you because you're made in his image. See, if you think your, your image is bad, then you're calling Christ's image bad because you're made in his likeness. So when you look in the mirror, you ought to see Christ. So nobody has a poor self-image. Shouldn't have. But I'm telling you, God can take care of that. So, you know, you are made in the image of Christ, not in the image of who you think you ought to be. Amen? And, you know, if people call you this or that. No, you don't have to believe that. If you, have, if you let fear control your mind, you just be surrounded by fear. Sadness? Then sadness will take you over. Whatever you allow to go on in your mind, angered, and you'll get angered. I mean, people who have anger, you'll get sick eventually. If you let happiness be uh, around you, then good will come to you, always. Joy, then joy comes back. If you let negativity take you over, and that's the, the most thing that I see Christians, negative, negative, negative about everybody. Always willing to believe the first thing you hear wrong about them. Never take up for them because it might just not be, you know, it might be perverted by the time it gets to you. And so if you stop being so quick to think the wrong thing about people, and that's why people do that same thing to you, it'll come back to you. The first thing somebody accuse you of, somebody said, yes, yeah, she did it because that's how she is. You see what I'm saying? But if you stop doing that and give people a break. In your mind, stop accusing them in your mind. Then you'll stop being accused.